All right, let's get to the story at hand that uh, really sent a shudder down my spine. As a person that happens to have two Apple devices open in front of her right now, I find the following headline from the Globe and Mail more than just a little concerning. Flaw in iPhone, iPads may have allowed hackers to steal data for years. 640 Toronto cybersecurity expert David Shipley joins the show. David, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Good morning, and thanks for having me. All right. First of all, I need to know how many people could have potentially been affected by this Apple security flaw? So uh, this flaw could have affected billions, um, and it, it could have existed for as long as 10 years. Um, and we're still waiting for confirmation um, of all of the allegations the security researchers have made on this. Um, and, and there are some questions to, for them to, to prove that it, it works the way that they say it does. But if proven, it is a stunning vulnerability. And it would have been used most likely not for mass campaigns because it's so valuable. Keep in mind that a vulnerability like this would sell on the black market for millions of dollars. They use it in highly targeted attacks against uh, big Fortune 500 companies, uh, celebrities, or that type of stuff. So this would not have targeted the general public. Um, what it okay, was, well, what, what is the flaw? So, yeah, exactly. So, so what it was is um, you could send a specially crafted malicious email, just send the email to someone who had um, Apple's iOS and was using the, the default email client called Mail, um, and as long as that iPhone or iPad was open and received the email uh, and processed it, um, you wouldn't have to do anything. You wouldn't have to click a link or open attachment. Your, your computer, your iPad or iOS would just have to receive the email. It would cause the mail application to crash, and when it crashed, it would create a vulnerability where people could take control of your device. So they could download the contents of the device, your photos, uh, information, or potentially take control of the device. So this is, again, if it's completely verified independently, uh, it is a stunning kind of vulnerability. It's the worst of the worst. Okay, I have to stop you for a second because I'm just trying to figure out um, exactly what's going on. So this default was called mail. Is it uh, so if it's the default, does that mean you would have physically had to go in and change your settings? So so the default mail app, so the little mail icon you see on your phone or um, on uh, your iPad in the dock. So if you had set up any kind of email, uh, your work email, personal email, et cetera, to work with that app, uh, and someone knew your email address and sent you uh, one of these malicious emails, uh, and, and your mail program was open and received it, and then you got owned. Uh, that's how it's Okay. And, you know, th- you know, things fail all the time. You don't think about it. Um, so there, there could be any number of us that have this vulnerability that we are unaware of because, you know, it, 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 you said it's been in uh, play, they think, for years now. Yeah, they think it's been in play since iOS 6. Um, and considering we release new versions of iOS every year and we're on version 13, uh, that gives you a sense of, uh, of just how long this could have gone by. Um, and, you know, this is one of those flaws that it's not the fault of the user, not that clicking on phishing email links or opening attachments is per se the fault of the user, but just having your email up and running and getting an email is normal business practice. And uh, so in, in this case, there are some things, though, that folks can do to um, reduce the risk right now while we wait for a patch to come out uh, to fix this vulnerability. Okay, so before we get to that, I, before we get to the fixes, because I'd like to end there so that people have it top of mind and they're prepared to know that we're getting there, 
Does this affect all Apple devices or just handhelds? Because, you know, your iPhone, your your iPad, they're handheld. Would it also affect MacBook users? So it, as far as we can tell from what the researchers have disclosed, this is specific to the mobile devices, so the phones and the tablets, because they run a different operating system than uh, what runs on the Mac, uh, the laptops or the uh, desktop computers. So, you know, the laptops and desktops run macOS. There is no evidence that macOS's mail was compromised in the same way, but uh, the allegations are that if you have an iPhone or an iPad and you use that mail application, um, that vulnerability could be present for everyone. We're talking with cybersecurity expert for 640 Toronto, David Shipley, about this uh, iPhone flaw that has been discovered, this uh, Apple flaw when you're talking about uh, handheld mobile devices. David, um, you mentioned big businesses. This would be targeted towards them. It'd be like a dream come true for somebody who wants to uh, get into one of those Fortune 500 companies. But is there anybody else that should be concerned? Does that mean that the rest of us, uh, we don't have anything to worry about? Um, well, okay, so so let me let me just sort of sort of back that up a little bit with sort of the context. So understand that there are companies out there, and and one of the worst and most notorious is a. Uh, company out of Israel that actually uh, collects and finds these kind of vulnerabilities and then sells them as a service to governments, police, spy agencies, and others. So so there are people that specialize in finding these type of things, and, and they are very careful about who they sell them to and how they use them. Um, and judging by the information provided by the researchers, given who they think was targeted with it and how those security researchers found it, I highly suspect this was not widely in use by criminals themselves. This was a very targeted, organized effort. And when you have that, you would use that to target uh, large companies, governments, celebrities, because there's a lot of money to be made in that area. Um, but I, it would be a very focused group. The danger with these things is when one of these special companies that hoards these kind of vulnerabilities loses them, or when a government loses them, this is what happened with WannaCry and the NSA, and it gets out into the into the wild, then it's, it's a feast for criminals and we're all uh, hung out to dry. But it doesn't appear to be the case at this juncture. However, now that uh, the researchers have said this kind of hole exists, the criminals are racing to find it and exploit it um, and figure it out for themselves. Okay, so Apple is obviously dealing with it by trying to put together a fix. They haven't got it out yet, um, but uh, are they dealing with it on a PR basis in the right way? You know, how long did they know about this? Well, it's interesting. We we know that the security researchers who've gone public with this disclosed it to Apple in advance to give them time to start understanding it and fixing it. We know that Apple has a, a fix for it in the beta version, that is, the version of the software that's being tested prior to being released. So they have a fix that's apparently almost ready to go out. Um, so that's very positive. And, and no software is perfect. Uh, it's, it's built by imperfect people, and it's going to have flaws. Uh, dealing with it, patching it, getting Getting it out there would be key. Um, and so I, I think they're doing an okay job communicating about it. Uh, I think they could do a much better job making their platform open and transparent to security researchers to find and fix these flaws faster. And it was something they had committed to uh, last year and then kind of stepped back from this year in terms of providing testing devices for researchers to find the holes, which is a good idea. So, David, for people that are listening right now that have iPhones or iPads, what do we do to protect ourselves? Short of switching uh, to a PC. Yeah. First piece of advice is that if you're if you're concerned about this, particularly if you're working for a large company, if you're uh, 
uh, high-profile individual, um, think about using other mail apps. So if you've got uh, Office 365, you can use the Outlook app. If you've got Gmail, there's actually a native Gmail app you can use um, instead of the Apple Mail app. While Apple gets the latest patch out, if you have a phone that's, that can be updated when the newest patch comes out, get applying it ASAP, and then you can go back to using the regular mail app if you so choose. So there are some steps oh. you can take to reduce your risk. Okay, so just to be crystal clear, the mail app, the Apple Mail app, is is the uh, thing that you link all your email addresses to on your iPad or your iPhone. It is, yeah. You can you can set it up. It's the default email client that's included, um, and it's built into the the operating system. But you can go to an app store and you can download other email clients that you can tie your email account to that can open and process emails that don't have this vulnerability. I appreciate your time as always, David. Thanks so much. You're always welcome. Thanks for the opportunity.